Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The loud frequency coming from your radio is not a mistake. Do not turn off your radio, but instead turn up your radio as loud as it can go. Do this so we can broadcast this frequency as loud as possible. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome to another episode of Game Stuff. I'm your gaming gal, Kalai, and with me today is Roberto. What's up, Roberto? Hello, everyone. Um, doing well. Uh, happy Nintendo Indie World Day. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you do. And I'm joined by Joe. What's up, Joe? Hey, what's up, Kalai? How are you guys doing today? Good. Corey couldn't make it this week, so it's just the three of us. I mean, he's got Canadian shit to deal with. I mean, he's got a... He's got a lot of stuff to deal with. He uh he probably won't be back home till like Thursday and we record on Tuesday for you guys who don't know. So he expected to be home by tonight, but he'll be gone for at least you know, another another few days. So he'll be back, he'll be back next week for um episode one fifty. Yes, which we have some very special stuff coming for that episode. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Joe. Yes, we do. Um I'll talk about that at the end of the show though. Or we could just tease it and let them tune in until next week. Very true. We will have a special guest on next week. A personal friend of the show. Um, really cool guy. Um, you'll have to stay tuned to figure out who it is. It's not Andy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for those of you that are new to this podcast, we're a conversational podcast for gamers, by gamers, about gaming. This week's topic of the show comes from one of the good listeners, Matt. And it's going to be dealing with the Epic versus Apple debate that's going on right now, or since they lost. But before we get started, let's jump into our backlog beta. We have JT with 86, Joseph Priestley with 58, Gareth Davis with 24, James McCall with 23, Daryl with 22, Tricky Mick with 20, Homer gets stuff with 15. CJ Anderson is 8. CJ is positive again, by the way. Glenn Norris at 7. T-Bird's at 7, Jim's at 4, William Ridgeway is at 3, Zachary Letford is at 3, Derek is at 1, Joshua Kraft is at 1, Simon Brackba is at 1, Zachary Ledford is at w- Oh, nope, I'm sorry, Zachary is at 4. I'm so sorry, Zachary. I have to fix the sheet. Andrew Middlemoss is at 0, Dan Jones is at minus 3, uh, Veronica is at minus 4, Corey's at minus 6, Roberto's at minus... 16, we're going to say. We're just making up numbers now because he's not posting his, his uh, stuff he's it's buying. He's ashamed of his purchases at this point. Damn you, Steam sales. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then we have Levi at minus 21, and I'm at minus 57. I am making the great, great headway to zero. Oh. Yeah. So, well, I mean, to be fair, you do have an Evercade now. I'm, I am the only reason why I haven't gotten one yet is because I just got this the laptop, and then on top of that, if we're playing by these rules, then yes, the the Evercade would put me into oblivion. That's the only thing. So <laughs> I mean, that's 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 the that's a silver lining there for you. Well, uh, for me, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I gotta get back to that. I do like that. So. Let's start off with what we've been playing. Roberto, have you been playing anything fun this week? 
Oh, a bunch of stuff. Um, not too much, but now um, my summer job has uh, my seasonal contract job came to a conclusion today. So I'm hopefully gonna have a little more wiggle room and get back to the business because you know um, working from home is quite an experience. I gotta say, um, but it was a great team. I loved it, and um, now I'm ready to get back up to speed here. So I started playing a game, a twin stick shooter with MOBA elements called Zero Strain. Anybody uh, from East? Uh, anybody familiar with East Asia Soft? They're kind of like the coolest guys around. I mean, East Asia Soft's a great developer, but no, I've never heard of this game in particular. East Asia Soft's been doing a lot of interesting um, aspects with their games, like they they do a lot of porting, a lot of publishing. Uh, so this was just a they have like a rant, like a nice eclectic array of games. This is like a random one they that uh, I requested a key for. It's a twin stick shooter. I guess it takes place in space or in some cyber universe. There's, it's not really explained. All you know is that there's this this anime waifu that actually is kind of cool looking. She has like you know red red and blue hair and this like you know wild outfit. Um, apparently, that needs your help in fighting, going through different dimensions and fighting these bad guys. Uh, it's a twin stick shooter, so you pilot a ship. And you go through these weird neon color Tron inspired levels, shoot enemies, fight bosses, and so on and so forth. It's a relatively short game, but it's pretty good. I like the soundtrack. I like the presentation. I just wish it was more of a story, but you know, it's not the worst thing or anything like that. It's, it's actually pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, definitely something to pick up for like eight bucks. It's eight bucks, I think, right now on PS4. And if you like twin stick shooters, it's really neat. Uh, would that sound like if you look it up? Would that sound like something interesting to you guys? I love I love twin stick shooters. You know that. You know I'm I'm really down with shmups and twin sticks. So I mean I love I, I love Dead Nation. I love games like that. I love um, Alienation. All those games. Uh, Rezo Gun. Uh, twin stick shooters are are very near and dear to me. Um, what else? Binding Binding of Isaac. Great games. Uh, I would definitely check this out. Um, do you know if is it out yet or is it coming out? It's been. It's been out for about a week. Okay, okay, okay. I might have to check it out. Is, uh, you played on the Switch, you said? PlayStation 4. Is it on the Switch or is it just on PS4? I think it's only on PS4 and Xbox, if I'm not mistaken. All right, might have to and check PC. it out. Might have to check it out. How's the how's the trophies? Easy. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, it's it's pretty cool. Um, um like the I only said, thing I'm worried about is the MOBA element. Like I'm not a big MOBA fan. I like the twin stick stuff, but I don't I'm not a big MOBA fan. The MOBA really just comes with uh you have um abilities and then you use them and they cool down. It's uh so how that is is that when you're fighting, you have to keep moving and keep boosting and you build up an, a bar that helps like that automatically heals you. If if you build it up, but you have to keep doing stuff. Like you get hit a lot here. The MOBA stuff is you get like each ship that you choose has different abilities, and like depending on 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 how much power you have, you can use one or uh, like the three different abilities. They're they're mapped to the face buttons on the PlayStation. So the square button gives you extra shot. The the triangle button gives you, or no, the X button gives you this special ability that might like you know hurt the enemy or defend you like with a force shield or something and then the red one is like the most powerful thing you got 
So one ship actually fired two incendiary plasma cannons, like really, like really powerful stuff into a boss, and just incinerated. Basically, it was pretty cool. I liked it. It sounds it sounds super interesting. It sounds it sounds up my alley. Um, what's the retail uh, price on it? I said I think it's like eight ninety nine or nine ninety nine. Oh, that's not bad. That's actually it's that's a good uh, value title to pick up. That might be something I might look at. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, so I'll move on to the next one. Um, I mentioned Aces of the Loose Lost Squadron before. Good, it's a very good shmup, by the way. And then, uh, let me see. One, just a moment here. Oh, Raging Justice. Yeah, I saw you were playing this, and I've heard about it. Is this the one that's like kind of like the Streets of Rage clone? Yeah, I'd say it's not so much a clone. It's it's just it's very inspired by the Streets of Rage and side-scrolling brawlers that Streets of Rage helped uh, establish in particular. So it's it's definitely has its own little thing to it. Basically, it's it involves um, the similar aspects of Streets of Rage. You got you can choose up to three characters, and your objective is to clean the streets. It's much shorter than Streets of Rage 4. It's I, we, uh, me, my nephew, my my godson, we beat the game in about 45 minutes. Nice, nice. But it's, it's and it's not it doesn't have as much range as like Streets of Rage 4 by comparison. But it's a competent side-scrolling brawler that is action-packed and entertaining. It does this uh rotoscope kind of animation where it looks like kind of like what Mortal Kombat and um in in uh Bloody Rage I think it was called. Uh, the, those two fighting games, what they did, where they they have people and they take pictures of them and then they animate them in the game, so they look realistic, but they're pixelated. So yeah, it's it makes for an interesting kind of visual style. The music is okay; it's serviceable, but the co- the fighting is still very satisfying. Plus, you get to use all sorts of weapons. You have uh, you can use a lawnmower to run over people. Uh, and tractors and things like that. There's uh, all sorts of enemies to fight. It's and you know there's even a helicopter fight where you have to like punch the rockets to deflect them back at the helicopter to defeat the helicopter. So it's entertaining. Definitely something that was made for fun. A bit of a tip of the hat to Streets of Rage and some other games. And it's it's good. It's fun. Um. So how about you, like Kali? Have you heard of Reach and Justice or no? Definitely not, but I'm not I'm not very good at brawlers, so Really? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> That's surprising, still... but like you, you, there's so much action in them. They don't have driving sequences, I... so no, I no. know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um there's no kind of like, you know, there's no vehicular anythings. And uh but it's just it's straight up just go left to the right, punch, kick, use a crowbar, use a knife. The typical stuff. We should probably that, well. That's not true because I've been. I, I'm stuck in uh, Jane Silent Bob Mall Brawler. That's a difficult oh, game. Are. That's a difficult game. It is a really difficult game, right? Yeah, it, it's 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 a good classic side-scrolling brawler where it kind of plays. Well, it takes off the basic mechanics of um, River City Ransom, and it uses that kind of stylistic gameplay where. You can pick up weapons, throw them at people. You can you can hit them with weapons, like. But the bosses are very very hard, and the levels like they like they just keep spawning enemies at you. It's 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 a pretty fun game though. 
Um, I was checking it out at my friend's house one day. He had it, and I was like, man, I should really pick this up for myself, especially since it's been on sale like four times. And I'm, every time I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get it this time. I'm going to get it this time. I'm going to get it this time. And I and I haven't. Um, oh, but quick uh, uh, short off-topic thing. Uh, Roberto, did you see that we're getting the uh, the pop-up movies in Red Bank? No, I did not. Yeah, we're going to that. So I'm so excited. Me too. Me too. I'm going to that. I, I won't be able to eat any of uh, and most of the stuff, but I'll be able to eat like the burger patty. There's part. a vegan. There's a vegan tipper, cow tipper. I'm not vegan, dude. I- I'm just saying. Hmm. I must have missed it, considering that uh, with everything going on. But uh, yeah, he, that's great. Yeah, so he talked about it in his last tweet when he talked about the Los Angeles one closing. He said, "I can't wait to bank on the next stop," and everyone figured it out from the tweet, and then he announced it the next day. So. Okay, if you can send me uh when this is over, send me a link. Oh hell yeah, yeah, I definitely want to go. So if anybody's in the New Jersey area that's listening to this, uh yeah, it's gonna be pretty cool. I mean, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. I know you guys are too. So kind of goes with the territory of living in New Jersey. So yeah, I've met I met Jay once. I met them both uh a few times. They're really really nice. I mean, not to get off on a tangent, but yeah, they're they're pretty cool guys. They're pretty down to earth, you know, for being celebrities. But Jay offered me something he probably didn't offer you. Offer you some snoochies? Some snoochie boochies? Some snoochie picks. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you I go. Never, listen, I never saw Clerks, Clerks 2, Jane Silent. None of those movies I've ever seen. Oh my god. You need to watch you need to watch you need to watch them all. Yeah. I think you I think you would you appreciate them. Dirty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually on that note, not to go all off topic here, because I th- I still have one more game to show. Um, there's actually a drive-in theater, movie theater at Bell Works in Homedale. Yeah, I saw that. And I'm going to see Metallica. I, I did not know that. Um, this is fantastic because I would like to see some of this stuff. Or, I mean, I don't know if it, what, what, like, uh, really cool. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Moving forward, though, before we turn this to a movie podcast. So, anyway, um, the, uh, the next game I can uh, mention would have to be the, or at least part, part, partially, I suppose, because there's two games in this collection. The Alto Collection, which uh, there's Alto Odyssey and Alto's Adventure. If they were mobile games. Has anyone heard of that? No, they sound, they sound interesting. I mean, if they're bundling them together, they must be worth, you know, or either that or they're just trying to sell them both together because they feel like they can't sell them separately. Yeah. So, um, so the anyways. So what's going on is that, um, that the uh, Altos. There's two of these games, and they were both for mobile for Android, and um, and also iOS. So the point was that they they are like endless runners, and you have to complete certain challenges. With the endless runner, so like what the I think it was an adventure. You're snowboarding and on from the mountains, and then from uh, Odyssey, you're in the desert, and I think you're snowboarding in the desert, if I'm not mistaken, or or something along those lines. And they're nice, relaxing games that just uh, you know they're really kind of designed to play for like maybe a couple minutes, really not for a long term. But they got to the they got to be on consoles now. So now the new thing is that um, it's uh, it's the new thing now is that you know you have uh, 
this on console, which also includes Nintendo Switch, and get to just, you know, enjoy yourself with this interesting game. And uh, it's so far, I tried a little bit. So far, so good. I mean, it's not something I'm terribly familiar with. Like, I never played the game on the, uh, on, um, I never played the games on, on mobile. But, um, yeah, it's pretty cool so far. All right, uh, Joe, what have, yeah. Joe, what have you been playing? You're all good, Roberto? Yeah, yeah. The, well, I mean, now, with, uh, I mean, with that, my, my seasonal job's over. I'm going to probably start really cranking in on, on, on various games. But that's what I've been playing this past week. So what about you, Joe? Uh, I've been playing a lot. Um, uh, quick story. Um, really good friend uh, and fellow podcast host, Corey, sent me a mystery package. So. This package I did open on the Game Stuff Facebook page. So if for the which I was a part of, I knew it was coming. By the way, yeah, he told me that. He he told me you knew. He and he told me Andy knew because that's how he got the address. Um, but he didn't tell me what it was. He said I had to open it on the show. Unfortunately, it didn't come last Tuesday, and I was supposed to open it last Tuesday. It came last Wednesday. Um, I was very floored by this gift because it's a very expensive item. Uh. And the story behind it's really nice, and I'm I'm really appreciative. But to keep a long story short, um, Corey sent me a PlayStation Vita. Nice. Okay. So, so now you never you don't have to change the post because now the post is accurate. Yeah, yeah. Now you don't have to change the post, Roberto, because I do own a Vita. Oh. <laughs> I am now uh. I am now a card holding member of Vita Island. Uh, the weather's nice here. Everyone should. Uh, the the water's kind of cold, but you know, I'm getting used to it. Um, I hate this UI. I'll give. I'll tell you that. I am not. I am not a fan of the blade. The old school PS3. Like, oh god, the UI is horrible in the video. I wish. What do you mean? It, it has little circles. No. No. The the PS3 had the the XMB bar. It well, it has it has that when like you open application, it has like the pages, and then you have to like touch the top and like tear it away, like it's tear away. And I don't know, I don't I don't really like the UI. I wish I wish it was a little bit tighter. Um, I like the first game you played on it. Oh hell yeah! I'll talk about that in a second. But first, I, first I kind of want to give my impressions of the Vita. Um, it's a pretty not sturdy console i have a v2 i don't know roberto you have a v1 right i have v1 and v2. you have a v2 yes i got it at pax decent so do you like your v2 i feel like the v2 is a little plasticky for my t- for my taste like i feel like i'm breaking it while i'm playing it that's just fine with me i mean the v1 i like a bit better but well i know the v1 you, you can know. mod the v2 you can't mod but that's i mean i heard i heard you can but it's just harder it's a lot harder no, you know what you're feeling? It's here's the problem is that you had the switch before the Vita. Right. So you're not so, used to the heft. Not even the heft, it's the joysticks. The joysticks feel a lot looser on the Vita after playing the switch. No, those feel good. I, I the joysticks feel good. The buttons feel like I'm breaking them every time I press them. Huh, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Um I'm liking the Vita so far. I can't say bad things. There's so much I would play on this thing. Like, there's so many RPGs to play on this thing. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then, like, if I really want to get into the into the race of just, like, 
becoming a trophy chump. Like now I have the device to officially make that my dreams come true. Cause now I can stack like a bitch and like get like every region and do everything and have like all 1200 versions of like, I, uh, my name is Mayo if I want to do that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, I'm digging it. I'm actually holding it right now in my hand and kind of going through the UI and scrolling back and forth. Um, the cool thing about the Vita or PlayStation Plus is, and I tell you guys this every time I talk about it on the show, make sure that you're always downloading the free games. Even if you're not going to play them, at least put them in your library. Do you know why this benefited me? It benefited me because I have a library of like 30 Vita games and I never owned a Vita because I kept taking all the free games month after month after month after month. And it's a shame because for a few months I stopped taking them because, you know, in the beginning, like that you couldn't take the Vita games from the PS4. You had to go to the website to get them. Mm-hmm. At, at, at some time, I don't know why I stopped. I just got like lazy and didn't take them all. And I missed out on a lot of good games, which I'll probably buy eventually. It's just I mean, during the backlog, I don't think I'm going to buy anything. I think. Um, I think in December, we'll kind of talk about what the off season is going to look like for the backlog beatdown for the following year. We've been we've been tossing around ideas of having like a one month off season where we can like basically act like like children and buy like four four hundred games in a month and then don't buy anything for the rest of the year and none of it and none of it counts <laughs> against you. It's like a hibernation period. You're like you're like a squirrel trying to get as many nuts as you can to the tree before time runs out. <laughs> <laughs> now someone needs to make a meme of me and Daryl like hoarding games into a tree. For hibernation time for the next 12 months. Um, so what I download on this thing. Okay, so I haven't bought a game. I've only downloaded the free stuff. The first game I am going to buy. Does anybody know what it is? Can anybody guess? Anyone? Uh, Persona. It would have been Persona, but they have my favorite game of all time on here. So I will be downloading that first. Danganronpa? No, they have, they have Lunar Silver Star. Or Lunar... Silver Star Harmony, which is basically a PSP port of Lunar Silver Star Story. So I didn't know. Yes, that. it's on the Vita. Yeah, it's fifteen bucks. I'm actually going to pick that up. Uh, probably when I get paid again. Uh, what have I played on this thing? Let's just do that. That's all we're going to talk about this week is what I played on this, because I really didn't play much PS4. I pretty much messed around with this a lot. Um, the first day I had it, I literally cross referenced every PlayStation list like online to see what games I had that were downloadable that I could actually like gain trophies in versus like just play them because I wanted to do those first because I was like, all right, might as well earn some trophies while I'm playing this thing. So obviously I got the tried and true. My name is Mayo. Shout out to my, my name is Mayo. One of the greatest PS PS4 PS Vita games of all time. If you don't, if you don't have my name is Mayo, you need to get on the my name is Mayo boat. Roberto, do you have my name is Mayo? No. You should get it. I am not buying 99 that. cents, bro. I am not I am not going to suffer the indignity of buying such a great game. game. Great. No, it's great. Great game, great graphics, no. great gameplay. I've the story. The story. Oh my job. god, the story. I mean, you tap on that mayo like no one's business and you just keep tapity tap tap tapping. Tapity tap tap tap. tap. Extremely suggestive. Tap it, tap. Very sexually suggestive. Oh, you know what's even more sexually suggestive? When I dress my mayo jar 
up in provocative costumes such as bikinis, whipped cream bikinis, banana costumes. <laughs> greatest game of all time. Like I give this, I have to give this game five mayo jars out of five because everybody needs to play this game. I'd rather go and buy a game that's based on Cool Whip. Cool Whip? Cool Whip? Yes. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Better than Mayo. Dude, Mayo's disgusting. It's the most disgusting stuff on the planet. Uh, anyway, after I, after I played this masterpiece of a game, I started playing my second game, which I also platinumed, which was uh, Jack and Jill DX. I mean, I, I quickly ran through Platinum again. I, I don't know if I'll beat it again, because that took, like, eight hours to beat. And it was pretty hard. Well, it wasn't hard. It was just tedious. Uh, what else? I played Run Sackboy Run, which is probably one of my favorite Endless Runners I've ever played. Pretty cool concept. You play a Sackboy, and you kinda, you're kind of you in an Endless Runner, but it's kind of based off of Little Big Planet, where you collect stickers and orbs as you go. And like you level up, you have like a level up gauge. I'm liking it, Roberta. Have you played a uh, Run Sackboy Run? No, um, I've been meaning to try and dab into the. It's free into the into the. Oh, it is. Yeah, I've been meaning yeah, to dab into a little big planet. Yeah, Run Sackboy Run was free. It. Yeah, very cool game. Check it out. And then if you need to play through Little Big Planet uh, three on the PS4, I can I can definitely uh, play through that with you. And get some of the co-op trophies because they're kind of hard to get by yourself, obviously. Because you need for which game again? A uh, little big planet three. Sure, I just got to acquire the game. Uh, we got it free on PlayStation Plus, so you should have it. All right, okay, start, I'll take. Yeah, a look. you just gotta look through your old downloads. Um, I play thirty second fragments of midnight, or like I like to call it, thirty six fragments of rat platting. Um, this game, another masterpiece. All you do is run around and you collect these little fragments. I, th- I believe there's like three games in this series or two games in this series. There's another one. It's um, can't remember the name of it, but it's also on PlayStation Four and Vita, and it's a pretty easy game. This one's actually okay. So it's 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 not super easy. You have to kind of work. You have to collect these like 36 fragments, and it kind of plays like um Super Meat Boy. If any of you played that, where it has all the hazards around the level, but it also has like the double jump mechanic and like the kind of like floaty jump controls where like you kind of can, it's kind of like you can jump and kind of like control your character while you're jumping and then like jump again to avoid obstacles. Works really well. I'm liking it. I'm digging it. Um, Even though I don't get trophies in it, I started playing Saturday morning RPG again because I just wanted to beat it again and have a reason to play it again. So. Why not? I'll play it on the Vita. Yeah. Wait, that, you that, could. That's a great one. Why wouldn't you be able to get trophies in it? I already got the. I already got them on PS4. I think I thought that they were two separate trophies. No, I think you can stack. No, you can't stack no, that. No, it's, no stack. Yeah. It 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 depends. It's a weird thing. Like, for example, I re I loaded up Cosmic Star Heroin on PS4 and also Valhalla, and they were able to have completely separate trophy lists from the Vita one. Yeah, so most uh, Rattalaka games have separate lists, but for some reason, this one doesn't. And I looked up because, like, you can look up. There's actually like people who compile lists of like which lists are stackable, and which ones aren't. Because you know, there's a lot of us out there that trophy hunt. Uh, Wait, are you saying? Are you saying that? Did you just say that Saturday 
Saturday morning Saturday morning cartoon. No, so Saturday morning RPG. Is it a Rattalack game? I don't think it is. I thought it was. Oh, maybe that's why it's not stackable because it's not a Rattalack game. No, it's um, it, it it it's a matter of fact. This was the game between this and Breach and Clear. This is the first two games that Doug and Josh from Limit Run Games made. Correct. They were with uh, Mighty Bunny Studios or or something. Mighty Rabbit. Mighty Studios. Rabbit. Yeah, Mighty Rabbit. They're amazing games. Uh, Both are amazing games. Th- right. Then they went into finding uh, LRG, and this was in the last like six years or so. So it was pretty cool. Oh, by the way, uh, if you guys have, I believe it's Amazon Prime. Is it Amazon Prime or Hulu that the documentary is on? Uh, the limited run documentary. Have you watched it, yet, Roberto? I thought it. I thought it was on Netflix. Is it called Not for Resale? Is that the one you're thinking of? No, there's like a one. There's one about limited run. It's like just came out. Oh, that's on YouTube. Well, there was a is that my life in gaming documentary on on YouTube. It was twenty thirty minutes um of it regarding limited run, and that was a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, but there is there there is a documentary called Not for Resale, and that just came out on Amazon. I have to check that out myself. I think that's the one. I think that's the story of limited run games. That's the story of physical media. But Limited Run Games had a really big part in it since they've been... They've resurrected physical the media. Yes. Um, I've been playing 99 Vitas because who wouldn't want to play 99 Vitas? Game's friggin' sick. Great game. Um, I started playing... Okay, so to end out what I've been playing, I played a lot... I, I don't know. I started watching a bunch of YouTubers and they were playing a really, really shitty game that it's like the Voldemort of games that I own, which is WWE 2K20. So, in my infinite wisdom, I took that shit off my shelf and I dusted it off. And it literally had dust on it because I don't think I played it since it came out. Or since I got like enough trophies to say I was done with it or beat the story. And I put it in. And I was like, alright, let's see what I can do to have fun with this game. Uh, lo and behold, they released a whole bunch of DLC that I never got to play. Where you could unlock all these different kind of like crazy like additions of all the characters and wrestlers. So that was pretty neat. Um, the create a wrestler suite that all the people were making online. People didn't really abandon it like I thought they did. And they've been making like all the new guys that have been coming to WWE within the last year. So like I started downloading all those guys. And like WWE does this weird thing. Like 2K does this weird thing where you can only download 20 things a day from the server. To make it so you're not just downloading an infinite amount of things every day. So. Yeah, I did that. So I've been doing that every day. I've been going on downloading my 20 guys a day. And I have a pretty stacked roster now. I think I have like 300 and something wrestlers in the game now. I have like everybody from like Japan to like AEW to like WWE to WWF, like classic stuff. Um, I'm actually going to start a YouTube uh, or a Twitch streaming federation of my own. And it's going to be all like video game characters and like horror movie characters and like all kinds of like celebrities and stuff. And I started downloading like the wrestler forms of them, and I'm gonna make like a federation around them and do the commentary for it. So look out for that. That'll be coming soon. But uh, Kalai, what have you been playing this week? Well, I kind of got addicted to uh, back to Fire Emblem Three Houses. <laughs> the game's awesome. There you go. I, and I'm, yeah, I'm, I know. I'm stuck. So, and I might have to restart my game because I fucked myself. Um, real quick, sorry, Kali. 
Um, do not do what I did and try to do a pure house run where you don't recruit anybody from any of the other houses because you only have like seven people in your party and you get to a point where like there's way too many enemies and you cannot kill them all and you're and then you're fucked. So why? What was your experience like? Uh, so far, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm getting a little bit more information on how to play the game. JRPGs, it doesn't matter what the game is. For some reason, I always I'm really bad at it. So, um, uh, and like I said, I've been having fun. I'm trying to get people to. I'm trying to com- get people to recruit it to my house. So the easiest way to do that is to find what what they like and give them gifts and specifically. You know those little blue like like sparkles that show up on the map that are like the lost items? If you return the yeah. lost item to them, like your chances of recruiting them goes from like like not like okay, maybe they'll come to like they'll definitely join you because you found their hidden item. So, so do that, then add them to your party, have them come on like some auxiliary missions with you, and they should join your party in like, like no time. Yeah, and it was really funny because Jim's also playing the game. And so he's making fun of me because I don't know about you, Joe, but like he's so early in the game, he like gets a lost item and then he runs around the entire board trying to figure out who it belongs to. I have so many lost items that every time I see something, I'm like, is this yours? Is this yours? Is this yours? So I have, I have, I think, I don't think I've ever given a lost item to anybody yet. And I'm like 40 hours into my gameplay. I'm just because I'm doing a pure house run, so I really don't care. Like, I'll probably go back and do that when I play it again or if I do my like run where I only play as Byleth. But I don't know, like, I'll, I'll eventually do everything. It's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to do a pure house run. It's pissing me off. It's making me angry. Uh, I've also been working on trophies for the PlayStation, because, of course, I am in that competition. How's that going? Really good. So I platinum Legend of the Sky Flip Fish from Radalaka Games on the PS4, and then proceeded to platinum the same game on the Vita. Well done. Congratulations. You know, because trophy jumping is not just for boys. It's also for girls. It's for everyone. It's equal opportunity trophy jumping over here in the game stuff. Yeah, that's a good game, The Legend of Skyfish. I really liked playing that on my Vita. Um, It's probably a bit better on the PS4 just because, like, the higher quality, like, the sound quality was compressed on Vita. I haven't got a chance um, to play it. I heard it's really good. Uh, I definitely... Is that that a, um, a budget... Rattlelaka game, or is that like a more higher end, like fourteen, fifteen dollar one? Eh, it's like a ten dollar one. I mean, it's it's. I'd say so. It last. It took like maybe a couple of hours to platinum. Yeah, I don't really know because it was a review copy. So it was um, like it, it's. I think it was like ten bucks in that ballpark. Mainly because of the fact that it was, uh, it's just like it's definitely long. Like you have to actually finish the game to get the platinum. So, <laughs> oh my god, such a thing has never been done in a Rattlelaka game. Finish the game. What's that? Yeah, and it's it's actually it's re- actually a really fun game. Because do you know what it's about, Joe? No, I don't. So, Legend of the Skyfish is your a little fishing village, and you guys fished so much into the um, you guys fished so much that you started depleting the fish and eventually you wind up getting so low into the ocean that you uh, summon this great fish that basically summons enemies and is taking over your island and you kind of have to go through and, and beat three bosses to reclaim your island. However, it's all puzzles. 
so you have to you have to like you do have to just like attack things, but it's not like overwhelmed with enemies. Basically, you have to do puzzles to get through each island. Uh, I mean, I liked it a lot. I, I liked it enough that I was playing it twice. Right, I might, I might wind up falling behind you with playing it on the PS4, but yeah, like, I mean, I, I heard that the the game was inspired by, um, oh, it wasn't Brazilian. I think it was inspired by like that that kind of folklore, uh, from Pacific nations, I, I believe, um, Pacific, not Polynesian, something in that ballpark. Um, but so it was kind of cool. Like they they took that in, and and made it in, and were inspired by that, and then they incorporated that into the game. There is a sequel, but it's on Apple Arcade. There's oh really? Yeah, there is a Legend of the Skyfish too. Uh, it's absolutely not going to ever go to Vita, but I don't know about PS4, but I do know it's. I believe it's. it's I do know it's on Apple Arcade. Oh, I know okay. Apple's not really in our generous favors like it once was, but uh, still, the the <laughs> the game is still there, so that doesn't change. You know, so I'd say if you want to support it. Uh, yeah, and then, oh, today I checked out the new Linkin Park pack from Beat Saber. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, it's if you're a Linkin Park fan and have Beat Saber, it's really fun to play. I mean, like, I was having a lot of fun. I like the first two albums, and then the rest are complete trash, but yeah. Well, it's random, it's not random, but it's 11 songs, including some of the good songs. <laughs> I'm going to say about 11 uh, out of 11 of those songs, probably like six or five of them are from the six or seven of them are probably from the first two albums, right? Probably, yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I recognize this song. I recognize this song. Cool. Yeah, so, I mean, that's about it. Unfortunately, this week was really busy for me. Uh, so I played a lot of stuff on the go. Nothing wrong with that. I didn't even get. I didn't even get a chance to play Borderlands this week. This is actually the first week in a long time I haven't played any Borderlands. I think we're gonna have to do like Steve and Andy do. We're gonna have to give like a Borderlands minute every show. Just like <laughs> I'm gonna have to have a Hyrule Warriors minute. Well, there you go. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm. I'm. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I'm so far behind with the Fire Emblem stuff. So <laughs> you'll you'll get there, man. Like like I said, um. Your best bet, like, which one would you play next anyway, if you wanted to play one next? Would you go Three Houses, Roberto, or would you go for Awakening, or would you go for... I'd probably go for the 3DS ones, and I would use my way to 3 Okay, so I would play Awakening, then. Pick up Awakening. I would go straight to Three Houses. I don't know. if (sighs) Awakening's such a damn good game, and it really saved the series, so, like, if you liked... um, if you like the uh, what the hell the echoes the echo series, which I thought they were going to make into a series, which I'm very like sad that they didn't make another echoes game because it it seemed to me Roberto that the echo series was going to be the remake series and that's what they were going to title them all echoes and then Shadow Valentia echoes um, Path of Radiance echoes Radiant Dawn like that's how I thought they were going to use the echoes like tagline just to do all the remakes of all the Fire Emblem games. And I was sadly mistaken, unfortunately. But I also think it's a lot harder to port them as you get to more expensive consoles. But I really hope that the next thing we do get is a remake of Radiant Dawn and Path of Radiance. Like, I want it as a set. I don't even want them separately. I want them in, like, one set together because it's a complete story. Both games make one complete story. 
and they're probably the best Fire Emblem stories of the entire series, like together as a like complete package. And they're challenging, but I, if you want to play one of the 3DS games, Kali is right. You could go right to Three Houses, but it's different. If you want more of like a classic Fire Emblem feel where you're just playing maps and that's kind of what you're into, I would say go with either Awakening if you haven't played it yet, or go for um, go for Conquest if you want a little bit of a challenge. If you don't want the challenge, go for Birthright. Right. Okay. Sounds good. You're um, all right. Yeah. Let's definitely. let's move to our topic of the show. Topic of the show. This comes from our good friend Matt. Matt says, now this is uh, Matt G. Matt says, Jim Sterling posted a video condemning not only Apple and Google, but Epic Games as well. Is Epic using this maneuver as an altruistic fight against the man? Because only they have the clout to go up against the tech giant. Or is this simply to fight to put more money directly in their pockets while smaller devs potentially benefit as well? What do you all think? Hmm. Uh, I, have, I have a lot to say. I know Roberto has a lot to say about this. Do you have anything to say, Joe, or do you want to start with Roberto? Oh, uh, I'd like to hear what you have to say first. Honestly, you're the most passionate about this topic. I kind of want to see where you would take the conversation first, and I'll, I'll, I'll like, I'll chime in if I have something to say. But for the most part, like this is this is your like this is your topic. This is all you. I know. I'm wa- I'm watching this like it's the Super Bowl. I know. This is like this is like your stock market here. Uh, forget about Super Bowl. This is all-out World War Three nuclear war exchange here. Ballistic missiles striking. Well, it's each not other. that. It's yeah. not that bad. So let's let let's address what happened. So this is what happened. Uh, Epic put out a patch for Fortnite that circumvented both the Google Play and the uh, Apple iOS. Uh, uh, basically, their cut of the money. The way they do that is, um, they will actually. So when you go to buy, like, let's say V Bucks is what they're called, you you click on a link and you get your V Bucks through the iOS store or the Google Play store, and each of those stores takes thirty percent. Google inserted a link into the software that you click on and go to a website. Direct, I believe, go to a website or directly from the app, directly purchase V Buck. No, they went through the site, and if you did that, they discounted twenty percent to p- convince people not even to buy it through the iStore or Google. Wow. Yes. In response, Apple kicked them off the Google. Pl- uh, Apple kicked them off the iOS store. Fortnite gone for violating the terms. Google then did the same thing later. About two hours after they kicked it off the w- the website, after Fortnite was kicked off iOS, uh, Epic slapped them with a 65-page lawsuit for antitrust issues. Hmm. It's- Google, yeah, yeah, wait, it gets more. Apple, in response, has now threatened Epic stores to pull their developers uh, developing tools from iOS, which means that you will not be able to use the Unreal Engine to produce games for the iOS store because they will not be certified through Apple. So this could also help little development. Now, people are landing on either side of this. Oh, Apple, they're, they're playing 30%. Epic is doing this. 
Yeah, you know, Epic is, so, is fighting. The so did man. you see? Did you see the IGN released like a, like a kind of like a a graphic today where they showed the percentage of how much everybody pays to the storefront or the percentage? Did you see it's thirty percent across the board except for Steam and for Epic? I'm getting to that actually. Yeah, it's insane. It is insane. So here, here's the problem. Uh, the problem is that every store takes 30%. Yep. And except the old, actually, no, that's not true. The only, um, the only store that doesn't take 30% is of course, Epic. Now you are right in saying that. Yes, they, everybody takes 30%, but let's take that a step further. PlayStation also takes 30% and Xbox takes 30%. So Apple is entitled to the 30%, because that's pretty much across the board. I mean, yeah, that's just the cost of, like, letting them use your storefront. It's like ease, it's right. like ease of access, right? Like, it, Co- and you're... And, correct. And you're, you're getting yourself out there to a larger market, right? Yes. Basically, yes. So, now, here's the other thing. When they did this lawsuit, what they didn't do is they didn't ask for money. So you would think that this would be, oh, there's a loss of income due to this 30%. So then people figured out that the reason why they are doing this, this they, they anticipate it. We, it looks like Epic is picking a fight with, with Apple. And we think the reason that they are picking this fight is because they want to put the Epic store onto the Apple and Google store to circumvent and sell games directly to the consumer without having to pay those those two the, the Apple, Google. That'll never be able to happen. Well, if they get their lawsuit through, which is antitrust issues, then the government will deem that they are allowed to put their store onto their website, onto their iOS, because it's not. It would be a violation of antitrust issues if they do not. That's the sum of things. This is why I'm on the side of Apple. I mean, real, real quick though, it's no different. Sure. It's no different than what Sony started doing at the beginning of this year, right? When Sony started ripping all the codes out of stores, like all the physic, all the physic or the digital codes, like on walls and stuff, and they're like, we don't want to sell these anymore. We want everybody to come to the store and buy them from the store. We don't want to sell them out. Like you can't just like go in a store and buy them anymore. They've been slowly getting rid of them. Like a lot of because mm-hmm. there's kind of control yeah. where you can buy their games from, and they don't want people to undercut the price on them or or which which you can't anyway because they're MSRP'd because they're technically a gift card at that point. So you can't change the price of them, which is what makes them smart. Like if you think about it, Kali, if the industry was smart. They would get rid of all physical media and just make and just sell cards because you can't change the price of the cards ever. They always mm-hmm. have to stay $60. Unless you unless you take all the cards off the shelf and put out all new cards that say 20 or 19.99 on them, you would never be able to discount them because they don't work that way. So here's the thing. Now, as a gamer, you're probably thinking, "Why does this matter to me? Why do I care if Epic gets their it gets wins against Apple or whatever?" 
The problem is, is that Xbox and PlayStation also do this. So I'm theorizing that if they can get this through with Apple, they can go after Microsoft or PlayStation to try and reduce their amount. So, I mean, I get I'm on Apple's side, not because I'm an Apple fan, but because they have a right to that 30%. It's not like they're charging more, not like they're charging less. You know, they're charging what everybody much pretty much does, except for, of course, Epic. I mean, Epic's has kind of already done this. This is why they have their own storefront. Because they don't want to pay the prices to Steam. So now they're trying to do it to Apple. The PC market was much easier for them to get into because they can anybody can create a store in the front. Nobody's going to kind of oppose them. But if they can get it through Apple, they could get it also through uh, through Xbox or again PlayStation, which could affect it could affect the industry going forward for us as gamers. So this is something we have to definitely keep an eye on. Uh, Roberta, what are your thoughts on this whole entire debacle? It's a complete mess. Uh, it's it's. It is a case where it's like you, you, there's two villains fighting, and it's like you don't know really who to view, like who to root for because in a way they're both being cr- incredibly shady. You know, you've uh, Epic Games, with all due respect to Tim Sweeney and everyone that works there, there have been a lot of shady practices be, be done with that company, uh, especially with their ownership being owned, like having a cut of of Tencent in them. So it it's you know. It's the fact that the matter is, is that um, there is a a lot of shape, like just genuine, just sliminess with that company. But then on the side of Apple, what doesn't help with Apple is that, in a, you know, picking back off of this, everything that just happened, they also decided to deny xCloud to uh, Google and Android devices. So they... No, just... No. So you cannot get the xCloud on iOS. You can get it. That's what I meant. Yeah. Android. (laughs) That's what I meant. That's what I meant. My apologies. Um, but they're like, that was already not looking too good with a lot of people in the eyes of gamers because it was denying accessibility and denying an ability, you know, for, for free platform, like, uh, not to branch too much into that, but people are really seeking to see, feel a more universal aspect to gaming and gaming accessibility. So I'd say that both were like last week, everything was kind of both were kind of in this case of I can see where Epic is coming from. I can see where Apple's coming from. I'm just kind of like, this is definitely like a hot, this is a hostile flashpoint that just happened here. Like this is one of those, uh, this is like a dispute at the border and war might break out. But now with what Apple's doing with the whole threatening of the developers, it's, it's a very, that's like a big move. It, it, it's like it's it's not even just a big move. It's it is basically if I go down, I'm taking you with me. That type of deal, you know. Like if I'm not gonna win here, I'm just gonna nuke it. So instead of trying to negotiate with Epic, which and then Epic, you know, launched its uh, lawsuit papers, they're just like, yo, we're just gonna go and just completely deny the ability to develop any games on our platforms using the Unreal Engine, which is the most widely used engine for making games out there and it feels 
just wrong. It, it just that to everybody who's who's hoping to release a game on the Apple platform. Uh, ironically, a huge irony in all this. Ten years ago, more or less ten years ago, I don't know which month, but ten years ago was the release of Infinity Blade for Apple iPhone and the App Store. This is when the iPhone was such a big deal. That game was awesome. And this was yeah. This is even before Apple decided to go and, and send their the iPhone to, to Verizon because it was an AT&T exclusive use if you call. And that game was huge. The three games made for it basically tapped into the very processors of the iPhone device and and honestly started to instigate the question is the apple iphone a gaming device like because people had questioned it but then it was like it was saying yo yeah we we absolutely are and now 10 years later it, it's it's a messy messy breakup um this is the definition of being with your girl for 10 years and shit hits the fan and bada boom it's all over just like that and there's there's everyone's taking their stuff in boxes and throwing it out the front lawn um it's I don't know what to say who I side with. It's it's just a very difficult, messy situation. It just doesn't feel right at all. And I just feel that on both these accounts, it just it, it always boils down to money. It's just sad. You know, it's it's not a matter of trying to make compromise and find solutions. It's just a matter of who wants the more money. I mean, these are ma- like Apple's a major conglomerate position co- company, you know, technolo- technology. Epic has Fortnite and is making tons of money too. And it's just this is all it is, just money. Not even like a major artery here in the sense of um, for Apple, you know, they have their iPhones and laptop sales. Epic, I mean, most of their, let's just agree that most of the people who are playing Fortnite, there's probably a lot of people playing on iOS devices, but they're not really playing on iOS devices compared to like PC and, and PlayStation 4 and Xbox. You'd be, you'd be, you'd be surprised, dude. You know how many iPhones there are in the world versus how many consoles there are in the world? True. I mean, then again, it's it's like I said, it, compared to the number, there's there's there. I don't th- see this like if it just doesn't feel like, uh, you know, if they it just doesn't feel like there was a lot of money would be lost if they neg- renegotiated something. You know, it's it's that there are a lot of i iPhones, yes, but not every iPhone place for, is going to be playing Fortnite. And I'm th- like, I'm trying to get at is that if they renegotiated the cut, you know, there's really not like a lot of money being lost in the, in the grand scheme of things, you know, maybe just drop in the bucket. So it just, it just feels sad. It was just, and kind of just messed up all the way around. Um, it's, it's really hard to, um, like I said, find a side who's right and who's wrong. Uh, it just, it's just disappointing. What about you, Joe? I, I agree. It is kind of disappointing. It's like, it's like the rich want to keep getting richer, right? It's like, Exactly. Apple's so big. What do they need this extra money for? More ivory right. back scratchers? What are they gonna buy another fucking uh gold plane? Like, stop. Like, what do you like? And it, who does it really hurt? It hurts the gamers, right? Because in a sense, it hurts Apple. Because if I was if I was Epic and all those developers, I'd turn around, I'd 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 double flip the bird to Apple and Google and be like, fuck you both. Guess what? We're not going to put our games on your service anymore. Period. We'll put them on Steam. We'll put them on PlayStation. We'll put them on the Switch. We'll put them on the Xbox. That's it. We're done. We're done with you. Guess what? Right. But here's the problem. The Xbox and the PlayStation all take the same cut. 
So if that's really, but that's fine. But if Apple's gonna put this stance where they're like, guess what? You can't use, um, you can't use Infinity Engine on our devices anymore. Well, then they can turn around and be like, well, fuck it. We just won't put games on there. You're not a fucking gaming console anyway. You're a phone. Go back to doing what you're good at, which is going on Facebook. Like, that's what could happen. This is easily, like, they could call their bluff on this and be like, guess what? We're not bending here. Hey, if you don't want, if you don't want games anymore and you want to lose out and all that revenue, even if you're not getting the large lion's share of the revenue, or you're not getting your 30%, which you really don't even need anyway, because you're over here selling like iTunes and Apple Music and all this other garbage that people don't need. It's it's just insane. It's just okay, so for Apple, it really comes down to this, because I'm an Apple user at heart. And so are you, Kali. So you know it's all about control with Apple. Apple wants True. Apple wants to control everything about Apple. What you can put on Apple, how to access it. Apple is not a free source device. Google, I'm surprised, jumped at this. They're following suit with Apple because they're being, they're just, they're seeing that, okay, maybe we can get this, you know, this share bumped up a little. But for Apple, it's, it's a power play move because they're like, listen, like we control what goes on our devices, like lock, stock, and barrel. The only, th- the only way you're getting anything on this device without our approval is jailbreaking it. And good luck. Cause if you jailbreak it and then we fix it, we're going to brick your shit. Like, Apple's very, very, very power-hungry about everything. Like, you can't download certain apps on the Apple. Once they become obsolete, they're no longer usable on an Apple device. Like, they control everything. Like, they are so controlling. It's sad. It's like it's like being in a controlling relationship where, like, they control, like, your, your, your significant other controls every single aspect of your life down to, like, the thing you wear, the thing you wear to work every day, where they put out your clothes for you. That's what Apple does. Apple goes, here, this is what you're allowed to use right now. If you don't like that, Go fucking buy an Android. And that's how they'll always be. They're never, ever, ever going to change. They don't care. Right, and, and just to piggyback off of that, just a thought that I made, uh, that I, I, I flash back to many years, I think a couple of years ago, back in 2015 or 16, uh, with what was going on with like the rise of white supremacy in the, in the country, Apple suddenly just decided, oh, we're going to go and get rid of all historically accurate video games on our services, which include like the tactical games for Civil War this and World War II that. And just they did it without warning. They just they didn't even warn the developer. They just like were like, oh, we're going to remove this. And people were like were up in arms for a good couple of hours, like hours or days. And then they finally got it restored. But just. That's how much control Apple exerts. It'll just do these things without any warning. It's it's disgusting. I I love Apple because of ease of access with all the connectability between my devices. But at the same time, I fucking hate Apple because I hate having a closed source device that I can't do whatever I want with at any time. And you know what my newest gripe with Apple is? And Kalai, you should know this because you're an Apple user. Roberto, you're an Android user, correct? So Apple has this new fucking great thing on their phone. It's called voice control, right? Yeah. You can't turn voice control off. No matter how hard you try, Apple turns it back on. Wow, that sucks. Yeah. And so if I'm driving in my car and I'm trying to listen to a podcast on my ca- in my on my stereo, it'll automatically activate voice control because it thinks I'm trying to talk to the fucking phone. And then it'll skip through the rest of the episode 
and mess all my episodes up. It's so it it, it irks me so much that I I don't want to side with Apple on this because they can go suck a dick just for voice control alone. Like there's I've never had that problem. Oh, it's bad, dude. Like I don't know what it is, but it's it's just like it turns on the voice control and it goes, "Hello, this is Siri." And I'm like, "No, I'm not trying to talk to you right now." And then I go in the and then I go in the options and turn it off, and it still always activates. I'm like, "This is fucking stupid." Like absolutely stupid. It doesn't do it to you probably, Kali, cuz you have Bluetooth in your car, right? Yeah. I don't. I still have stereo system. Oh. So the stereo is the the phone's playing through an auxiliary jack, right? So it, it keeps thinking that I'm trying to talk to my phone when I'm not. I'm just listening to something through my stereo. But because it's not gotcha. it's not Bluetooth, it's not directly sending the signal to the device. It's sending it through an auxiliary wire. It's not bypassing voice control, which is so goddamn annoying. But Apple, like I've contacted Apple, I'm like, can how do I shut this off? And they're like, you go in here and you do this and you do this. I shut it off. The next day I get in my car, it's on again. So what else are they doing? What else are they tracking of mine? Are they tracking how many shits I take a day? Or like, like it's ridiculous. Not to get off topic, but like they're super controlling, and that's why they're making this move. Like they're just, they're just, they're they're drawing, they're drawing a line in the sand, and they're digging their feet in, right? And they're saying we're not moving. Like we're gonna die on this hill. Like if we have to die on this hill and not have games on our service anymore then we're going to die. But we're going to see if you're going to bend because if you bend, then it then it bends for everybody and everybody gets a bigger piece of the pie. And Apple looks like a hero then. Apple doesn't look like a villain, right? So from a PR standpoint, they have a lot to gain in this, right? Because if they win this, mm-hmm. if they win this, it's positive image for Apple. Because even though they're greedier and they're getting a bigger piece of the pie, everybody else will also get a bigger piece of the pie. Yeah, pretty much. Um... I'm just hoping that it doesn't affect the little developers too much. I mean, I would like Apple to come out and say, oh, by the way, um, if you don't use Real Engine, we'll, we'll only take a 15% cut and we'll cut it in half. You know, that would be even better. It, 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 it's, just, it's just like, you know, like, I don't understand why they think and you know what? They're doing it with with Fortnite, right? So they're taking like the biggest game right now, and they're using it as the scapegoat for all of this, right? Yes. Which, by the way, it probably has to do. They probably use using Fortnite because it's such a big game, and they're trying to get the backing of their users. One hundred, one hundred, and it's the media exposure you're getting from it. So you're getting everybody, all those gamers, to come behind you and be like, "This is bullshit." Now my son can't play Fortnite because the only device he has to play it on is his phone. Because we don't have a console in our house, so it's the only accessible way he had to play Fortnite. Like Roberto, I don't think you understand how many kids play Fortnite on their phone mm-hmm. because they don't have a device to play a console to play it on. It's a lot, dude. It's you'd be surprised. Like my nephews, before they got consoles, they had the they had their Apple phones with like the little connector thing that connects their PS. Like they bought a PS4 controller and connected it to the iPhone. And had the little like oh, okay. little screen thingy that like clips onto the phone, and they would play it like that. And they were like mur- oh. murking people on an iPhone. Like it was sad. Like people were getting killed by my nephews on an iPhone. But they didn't have a device at that point. Now they have consoles, so now they're good to go. But like a lot of people play on iOS. You got to think of how widespread iOS and Google Store is. Like it's it's it, it far outreaches what Sony and Microsoft reaches. It's like tenfold. <laughs> 
So it's going to hurt developers. You're right, Kali. It will definitely hurt developers. In a sense that, like, all those free, like, free games or 99 cent games, those are going to be harder to sell now because Sony's not going to want to sell a 99 cent game, are they? Steam will, though. Steam will. But, you know, you're missing out on a a large audience of people who don't like to use Steam, don't like to get into that, like, cesspool of Steam. Like, I, I had friends in the past who didn't like Steam. They were like, I don't want to deal with Epic and Steam. I, I, I just like playing on my on my phone. It's 99 cents. I can just get what I want and play it and erase it, and I'm done. I don't have this whole fucking account with a password. I'm like, well, you kind of do because your phone has a password. I was like, let's not get into this. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, we, And he tried to have this argument with me, and I was like, no, it's the same thing. But anyway, um, Roberto, like, do you think that using Fortnite was a bit was their like big power play move here, like finding something big enough to remove that it would get a big enough rally cry around them. Well, for for, for like for sympathy for Apple, yes, for sympathy for Apple and for Google. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, it's like it, I mean, I, if 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 they're trying to garner sympathy, it's not paying off for them at all no. because it's like the, the, the pulse that I have is that everybody does not like Apple right now. They can go fuck themselves. Um, I mean, they weren't liking them, but now they really don't like them. Like before, it was like, okay, you know, they're at not allowing XCloud, but fine. But now it's like you're not allowing XCloud. You have this beef with Epic Games and Fortnite because you want more money. Now you're going to go and and potentially prohibit many thousands of developers from releasing games on your device that utilize assets of the unreal engine it's it's ridiculous it's insane like i just i I can't process this like these guys just they they it's like they're going all full-fledged uh like konami like we're just gonna do this thing and we're not gonna care about (laughs) this or anybody or anything like that seriously within a year apple's gonna start putting out pachenko machines with like epic game characters hey I mean, maybe not, but, but, you know, but like, that's the thing about these companies, corporations and companies, like the biggest objective at the end of the day is make money and they will, if anything is compromised or threatened to make money, they will do everything within their power to prevent it from happening. But it's like, but okay. So if you want to make money, right. And you're, you're taking out your biggest game, right. Look at all the money you're losing in the meantime. Like, does that does that factor out to the extra percentage of share that you would gain from getting maybe forty percent versus taking your thirty percent cut on every single thing that you sell, all the skins you sell, all the all the battle passes you sell? Like, that's all revenue you're losing out on by like by doing this. I suppose, and then the idea would be, it is true, but. They would find them like maybe they would then compensate by jacking up the price of their phones or something, or I guess or like, make more exclusive, well, yeah, or they, to their to their devices, or they could turn around and make like like a, a fucking Fortnite clone with their own studio and be like, this is Castle Castle Day, Castle Day, Castle Dawn, and Castle Dawn you can only play in the iOS, and it's basically <laughs> the same thing as fucking Fortnite, and that could be that could be their that could be their move here. And maybe Konami makes it because maybe they're done making Pacheco machines. Like we want to get back in the game, we're gonna get back in with Apple because you know what? 
Apple's getting done dirty, so here we go. And then they make this huge <laughs> partnership, and then Castle Dawn is the greatest game of all time, and it takes over the world. Like it's, it's plausible, it, right? But that's fucked up. Like, well, I have a question about Castle Dawn. Can you get a Castle Wolfenstein skin in it? I don't know. Maybe we'll have all kinds of crossovers. I mean, Konami's kind of—they'll probably have Metal Gear Solid crossover, but they'll have to like cross out Kojima's name on everything because you know. They don't want to give him credit for <laughs> shit anymore. <laughs> All right, so that's our thoughts on that topic. We don't want to keep you guys uh, just rehashing everything. We actually didn't have we actually didn't have any questions this week, did we? No, I don't think any of us posted. <laughs> I don't think we did either. I think we were trying to figure like up until the last minute, we were trying to like finalize the topic. I know like this is the one we settled on, but like we always we were like, oh, I don't know if we should do this, like. But I, I thought this actually turned out to be a pretty good discussion. I know it's only a little bit over an hour, but I think we got a lot of good discussion out of this. Yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of information that's coming out that kind of we packed. Nice. So if you do like us, help us out. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Um, if you'd like to get in t- contact with us, we have a Twitter. It's GameStuffCast. Where I'm at Kalai21. That's K-A-L-A-I, the number 21. Joe is at Mr. TMNT. Capital M lowercase R, capital T, MNT84. Uh, we have uh, Roberto is at Jehuch88. That's J E H J E H T. Oh my god, I just forgot how to spell you. J E H U T Y 88. And uh, Corey is the Grounded Gamer. That's double D, no E. Um, we do have a Facebook group. Just search Game Stuff Podcast and ask for an invite, and we'll invite you. Um, we have a Patreon page. If you'd like to help us out, it's patreon.com forward slash gamer. If you would like to help us out even more, just go to follow our link in our show notes to our merchandise store and buy a mug or a sweatshirt or a t shirt and help support us that way. Get the rock our stuff and advertise how awesome we are. Um, now, uh, we all. Also sponsored by Amazon. Just go to provengamer.com. Click on any Amazon link and do your shopping like normal. It does help out the site. Uh, we are uh, also uh, partnered with Humble Bundle. We support the Extra Life charity. So just follow the show notes links. Go over to the Humble Bundle store. Get some cheap PC games. And help out uh, the kids. Also, if you like this show, check out our other stores. We have the Trophy Horse. Sometimes PG spoilers, but I don't think we're coming back anytime soon. Uh, I also want to thank uh, Isaac Sego for our logo and the band Take Away the Ugly. So thank you guys. And thank you listeners, and I'll see you on the next episode of Game Stuff. May the force be with you. Have a good one, guys. Fuck Apple. <laughs> <laughs>